You're listening to the Quince podcast. After a nail-biting win of just 60 to 59 votes, Naftali Bennett was sworn in as Israel's new prime minister on 13 June, ending former prime minister Benjamin Netanyahu's 12-year grip on power. Bennett, a former tech entrepreneur who made millions before switching to right-wing politics in 2013, will be leading an ideologically divided eight-party coalition. And for the first time in the country's political history, a small Arab party will also join to serve in the government. Now, some experts have labeled Bennett as an ultra-nationalist. In his speech on Sunday, Bennett said that he will work for the sake of all people, adding that priorities would be reforms in education, health, and cutting red tape. Bennett's government is Israel's broadest ever, but that also makes it unstable. The glue that was holding the coalition together was the agenda of dethroning Netanyahu, which has now been achieved. The coalition will now be challenged to find common ground on key national issues such as the policy towards Palestinians and social issues like the advancement of gay rights. So in today's episode, we dive into Israel's new leadership, an ideologically divided coalition, and what Bennett's appointment means for the India-Israel relations. To understand this, for today's episode, we spoke with former Indian ambassador and former secretary in Ministry of External Affairs, Pinak Ranjan Chakravarti, who served as a deputy chief of mission in India's embassy in Israel from 1995 to 1999. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Himmat. Let's start with what made way for an ultra-right-wing politician like Naftali Bennett to become Prime Minister. And the story starts with his former boss, Benjamin Netanyahu. Considered as the magician of Israeli politics, Netanyahu has survived years of challenges to his power, outlasting many of his opponents and appeared politically invincible. He is the longest-serving leader in Israel's 73-year history, having won four elections and held office five times. However, his final years in office were shadowed with criminal trials for alleged corruption, charges of bribery, fraud and breach of trust in connection to three separate cases in November 2019. Even during this cloud of criminal allegations, he survived yet another election in 2020 after agreeing to share power with his political rival Benny Gantz. But this show of unity went down in just eight months triggering yet another election. Netanyahu became a polarizing and an autocratic leader. Opposition to his leadership not only grew among his rivals, but also among other right-wing parties which are ideologically aligned with his party. This brings us to 2021, where a spectrum of parties from left to far right came together in a never-before-seen coalition to unseat Netanyahu as a prime minister on 13 June, ending the Netanyahu era. Pinak Ranjan Chakravarti, who served as a deputy chief of mission in India's embassy in Israel from 1995 to 1999, says that it is not the people who voted out Netanyahu, but his rivals, which show how politically motivated the change in leadership was. You see, one thing about Israel is that they've always had coalition governments right from the very beginning. So no party has ever got a majority in the Knesset, the Israeli parliament. Now, which, which, which brings me to the point about uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. His party, Likud, got the highest number of seats. yet they could not form the coalition. I think 12 years is a long time in politics as prime minister. I think the Israelis also probably thought that. Uh, but they did, they did vote his party in, in terms of giving him a majority. 
it's 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 i think it's not the people that that actually voted him out of power it's the way the proportional representation system works in israel that you have it throws up so many parties then it's left to the parties to cobble together a coalition and in this case i think the politicians themselves have brought him down not the people in my view and uh, so i think what is going to happen is that the coalition which has been formed uh, is uh, is is a makeshift coalition in my view and uh, i don't know how long it will last speaking of the coalition let's focus on its leader and the man of the hour naftali bennett bennett a former commando and a self-made tech millionaire is considered netanyahu's protege he served as his chief of staff from 2006 to 2008 until the pair fell out he then served as a minister in every coalition government until 2019 soon after he became the leader of the yamina a right wing party with only 7 seats in israel's parliament the knesset making him the only prime minister in the country's history with such a small faction labeled as an ultra nationalist bennett is an outspoken advocate of the jewish nation state and for jewish historical claims to the west bank east jerusalem and the syrian golan heights a territory occupied by israel since the 1967 middle east war so how did bennett come to power in this election it comes after a power sharing arrangement with centrist leader yair lapid the head of the yish atid party under which the latter would take over premiership in september 2023 serving for two years till the end of the term with a razor thin majority in the israeli parliament Bennett is now leading an ideologically divided and fragile coalition of eight parties and includes the first independent arab party ram the inclusion of ram and left wing non arab israeli parties means that there could be friction on issues such as israeli policies towards palestinians yamina and another right wing party new hope are staunch supporters of jewish settlements in the israeli occupied west bank While some parties in the coalition want to advance gay rights such as recognition of same sex marriages ram and islamist party is against it Mr Chakravarty believes that it is unlikely that Bennett will last long as a prime minister given the fraction of seats his party possesses he added that the coalition is a difficult proposition for Bennett since he now has to navigate between his own ideology and of his coalition i think naftali bennett is a is not going to be a very long term president uh, given the fact that he has only uh, 7 seats and the coalition itself has agreed that he will be prime minister for 2 years and after which Yair Lapid will take over who is a former journalist and uh, and uh, belongs to the Yashatid party and uh, is is seen to be more center uh, you know center leaning whereas Naftali is very right wing and he doesn't even want to acknowledge a two state solution to the problem with the Palestinians so i am not sure whether he's going to last very long and uh, because any any step that he takes which smacks of too much of anti palestinians the arabs will back out of the coalition and and it's at the drop of a hat because the mahmud abbas uh, who's leading the arabs uh, is the really arabs who are 21% of the population uh, so i i doubt very much if he's a, he can last very long or even this coalition will last very long it might just uh, fall apart because it's a very unlikely coalition that's the whole problem i i i doubt very much there will be uh, on the on the burning issues of the day which is the palestinian issue i don't think this government will be able to take uh, uh, too many steps they might water down <coughs> or they may not because naftali bennett is going to oppose 
any any steps which are uh, uh, which are against the interest of the orthodox jewish community or the settler community and these are the these are the triggers for the for the problems that israel has been having so either he keeps quiet which means he will come under the pressure of the right wing groups and or if he takes a step uh, then he will come under pressure from his coalition partners who don't want to uh, take those steps so this is a very very um, difficult proposition for him and i don't know how he will navigate because he has to navigate between his ideology and the practical uh, matters of governance so either he he pays it down and stays below the radar uh, to to sustain his prime ministership but i don't know israel has politics is very volatile and, uh, and it is a uh, it has got a very very uh, robust uh, and pugnacious press it's free and uh, so it's going to be a huge problem for israel to settle down uh, you know with this government according to a cnn report bennett will be steering away from hot button issues and will instead be focusing his two years as prime minister on domestic issues like cost of living and quality of life issues the country has also not witnessed a budget being passed since 2018 and the new administration only has 3 months to enact one yet the new administration will have no choice but to deal with pertinent issues especially recent ones like the eviction of several palestinian families in sheikh jarrah which is awaiting a high court decision mr chakravarti states that the coalition is opportunistic and the binding factor was not ideology but political interest he believes that it is unlikely to last for this very reason what has brought together this coalition is not obviously ideology or anything else it is just their political interest in getting rid of netanyahu who they see as a, a person who's served long enough and uh, they see that he is not amenable to 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 their demands etc so i think that is the main reason why they have come together get rid of netanyahu is what they want which they have succeeded but with a very very thin majority i think the vote in the knesset gave them just a one vote majority or, or i think something like that so this is a very flimsy coalition in the sense that uh, there is no there is no addition the binding factor uh, the is missing and so it's a coalition of uh, uh, basically opportunists uh, a kind of opportunist coalition which uh, unlikely to to last it is of course historic you can call it because the first time i think the arab uh, arab bloc as it is called has joined uh, a governing coalition in israel it has not happened before and of course you have you have the whole interface uh, the whole spectrum of right wing to the left wing including merits and labor uh, the unfortunately <laughs> the labor which used to be a major party has been reduced to a very small number i think one or two members in the and labor uh, earlier had thrown up uh, a lot of prime ministers in those days so i think this is uh, uh, maybe historic because for the first time arabs have joined and historic in the sense that the spectrum is quite large from the right wing to the left and that is why i keep saying that it's a very unlikely coalition and uh, and may maybe and i believe it is going to be not very stable For India another Netanyahu victory would have meant continued growth in bilateral ties 
However, tensions hit the relations between the two countries recently when India shifted its stance on its Middle East policy in the UN Security Council meeting on 16th May, where it appeared to implicitly hold Israel responsible for triggering the recent violence by locating its beginnings in East Jerusalem rather than from Gaza. India's decades-long Israel-Palestine policy went from being unequivocally pro-Palestine to a tense balancing act. And Israel, of course, was not pleased. Netanyahu on 16th May tweeted his thanks to all countries that resolutely stood by Israel and its quote-unquote right to self-defense against terror attacks by posting all their flags. The tricolor was not among them. PM Modi has congratulated Bennett on being sworn in as Israel's new Prime Minister and deepening the strategic partnership. With new leadership in play after 12 years, how will the India-Israel relationship develop? Mr. Chakravarti weighs in. My own sense is that uh, relations with India are not going to be affected very much. The momentum of the relations that have been set under uh, Benjamin Netanyahu will be maintained because uh, I think uh, relations sometimes, uh, you know, uh, uh, outweigh personalities uh, when the country's interests are, are uh, co- uh, interests converge. Uh, so I think in that sense, I would still vote for continuity in our relationship. And uh, so uh, the, the, the continuity, which is now more broad-based in terms of our relations, is likely to continue. And I doubt if any government in Israel, including the present one, will want to change course. Naftali Bennett's political survival depends on his ability to forge compromises and find common ground between the different parties of his coalition. What remains to be seen is if he would succeed in doing so. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website and for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint website and check out our other podcasts. 